For the last few weeks, Pastor Richie has been doing a sermon series called Remix. Well, what does that mean? Well, if you think about a disc jockey, they're up at a podium much like this, and they're mixing music. They're remixing it. And they go back and forth with the turntable and do all sorts of fancy stuff. They take what is normal in the music and they remix it. They shake it up. Well, he started this series off with Jesus taking vats of water and turning it into wine. That's shaking it up. That's a miracle. They were at a wedding. The wedding goes on for days and days. They run out of wine, and the host says, hey, we're out of wine. And Mary goes to his mother, goes to Jesus, says, yeah, we, you need to do like uh, one of those miracles. And he changed water into wine. Then, G uh, then <laughs> Jesus, Richie, hmm. I hope he's watching. Anyway. Jesus is walking along the coast of this lake, sees Levi, a tax collector, which nobody likes, walks up to him and says, hey, follow me. Levi gets up and follows Jesus. Levi, by the way, in the Bible becomes Matthew, and Matthew is the first book of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. So, What's interesting about the story is that, okay, Jesus is having dinner with Levi and all his tax-collecting friends and sinners. The religious people are standing outside looking in saying, man, I can't believe that Jesus is having dinner with those sinners. I love that. The religious people were saying that. Can I tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, children, religion will not get you into heaven. The faith in Jesus Christ will get you into heaven. Isn't it our job as Christians, and I'm kind of going down a rabbit hole here. I got a t-shirt that says that, that was given to me by somebody that thinks I go down rabbit holes. Isn't it our job as Children of the Most High God to witness to sinners? You know what? I hate to break the news. We're all sinners. We've all fallen short of the glory of God, you and me included. It is our job to witness to these people, to make believers of all nations, to baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I'm kind of rambling here. I know it, but stay with me. That's our job. As children of God. So I like the fact that Jesus was with sinners. He came to this world to save those sinners. And then last week he talked about Jesus drawing a crowd and having to go out onto a boat. Well, this morning we're going to talk about the feeding of the 5,000 men. Now, in the Gospels... Every gospel has one thing in common, and that is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Every gospel has that. Miracles, 
journeys, things change between the Gospels, but that's the commonality between all four Gospels, with the exception of the feeding of the 5,000 people. Do you know that's in every one of the Gospels? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Why? Because Matthew, Mark, and Luke, John were there when this happened. Now it says 5,000 men, and we're going to read this scripture in a little bit, but it was really closer to 15 to 20,000 people because in the scripture says it only says men, not women and children. It was that powerful. So let's do this. Let's get into the scripture. And I'm reading from John 6, 1. And it says, the, the heading <coughs> in my Bible says, Jesus feeds 5,000. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far side of the shore, the Sea of Galilee, that is the Sea of Tiberias, and a crowd of people followed him because they saw the miraculous signs he had performed on the sick. They're walking along. He's healing people. Now, Scripture tells us that he healed lepers. He cast out demons to people that were sick. Then Jesus went up to the mountain and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover feast was near. Okay, that's important in this passage. I'll tell you why. The Passover is celebrated at the end of March, first part of April. So we know it's spring. We know that it take, takes place in Jerusalem, Jerusalem every year. It's about eight days. The Jewish people celebrate the exodus from Egypt with, when Moses took all the Israelites out of Egypt, the exodus. They celebrate that. Okay? Moving on. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, now you need to pay attention to this, because this is important. Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. <coughs> okay. He asked Philip we, where we're going to buy bread. Listen to what Philip says, eight month wages would not buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. What has Philip just done? He has said to Jesus, we got all these people here. You want to feed them? Okay. We don't have enough money. Judas, he was the keeper of the purse. He was there. Philip might have said, hey, Judas, do we have enough money to feed all these people? Judas probably said, no, we don't. Now keep in mind, Philip was there at the very beginning. He was there when Jesus turned those vats of water into wine. He was there when he healed all those people. He has been with Jesus every step of the way, but yet he's thinking in the now. He's saying, basically, to Jesus, 
It's not going to happen. Jesus is a miracle worker. Jesus mixes it up. Sometimes a teacher asks a student a question for the student, not the teacher. In other words, Jesus asked Philip that question because what? Jesus knew that his faith was small, even though he had seen everything that had happened. His faith was small. He wanted Philip to teach Philip about faith. Let's go on. Another disciple, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will this go among many? Okay. It was barley. This little boy goes up to the disciples and says, this is what I got. This is probably a lunch that his mother packed him so he could follow the crowd, see what was going on. Five barley loaves. Barley is the worst bread in the world. It is the leftover. They called it common bread, poor man's bread, <coughs> and two fish. Those are probably very big compared to what this little boy had. He had sardines, probably, more likely about this big. Most of us, if we go deep sea fishing, we use it for bait. And it was probably dried or pickled. Not all that great. Scripture goes on to say, Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass. Interesting, plenty of grass. Why would they say plenty of grass? Simply meaning that there was plenty. And the men sat down. The men sat down, about 5,000 of them. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed it to those who were seated as much as they wanted. Okay. Took the five barley loaves, the five, two fish, and fed 5,000. But that was 5,000 men, that was said. There were probably closer, Bible scholars say, between fifteen and 20,000 people. Let's put that in perspective. Nutter Center, right state. 10,000 people it sits. Fill it up twice, bring them out to the parking lot. Think about that. If you've been in the Nutter Center and looked around and it's full, there's a lot of people. Jesus is going to feed them with five barley loaves. We see in the book of Mark that he gives the disciples the job to feed the people. Why did he give it to the disciples? Because he wanted them to know, even though they had been with him all along the way, the power of Jesus. He wanted them to know. So here they are. They got these baskets, and they're passing out food. And every time they go, to pass out a loaf or a fish, God is creating a miracle. Do you think by the time they got to maybe 2,000 people, they got it? That Jesus can do anything? 
when Jesus is involved, there is a remix. This story is really about us. You've heard, ye of little faith. We often think that what we have is not good enough for God. We don't have enough money to tithe. We don't have enough talent to serve. We don't have enough of this, enough of that, to be of any use to God. I don't have enough faith. I'm struggling with my faith. Okay. When was the last time you saw Jesus heal a leopard? Probably have never seen it, but those disciples had, and they struggled with faith. We get down on ourselves because I'm just not good enough. I just don't have the right attitude. I just am not, you know, healthy enough or whatever it might be. God meets you just where you're at. He knows that. Jesus knew it, so he sent the disciple to feed 20,000 people. Here, boys. Yeah, I'll show you faith. You go and feed these people. And think about me every time you pass out a fish. Think about me every time you give somebody a loaf of bread because you know what, guys? When I'm involved, we mix it up. We mix it up. Woo, woo, woo. You're welcome. Humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. That's what scripture tells us. So, yeah, we all struggle. We all struggle with the ability. We think we have to clean ourselves up to present ourselves before God. God meets us just the way we are. We're all sinners. We're all on a journey. We're all trying to do better tomorrow. And we try. And we do. And God loves us for that. But we need to keep Jesus in the mix. We always have to have him in the mix. That song talked about it. He's in the mix. When we get up in the morning, Jules was talking about when she's getting ready. She's worshiping. She's got Jesus in the mix. When we go to bed, we pray. We got Jesus in the mix. When we get up in the morning and we pray, we got Jesus in the mix. When we do our devotionals, we got Jesus in the mix. When we hit a green light, when we think it should be red, what do we say? Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> He's in the mix. Faith is something that we grow in. Do not be discouraged. Think about those disciples. They had been around Jesus and they had seen everything. And yet, they struggled with their faith. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for this scripture. Thank you for this passage. There is so much that we can take away from this that, you know, sometimes we just struggle. But yet you're there. You're in the mix. 
You're with us. You're protecting us. You're making wrongs right. We thank you for that. Sometimes, Lord, we can't even see you. And we ask ourselves, where are you? I thought you would be with me, right beside me, every step of the way, but you're not there. Have faith that he is there. He's with you every step of the way. There's a poem that I love, Lord, that talks about the footsteps in the sand. When I looked behind, the poem said, the man looked behind, he only saw one set of footprints. And the Lord said, that's when I was carrying you. I never forsaked you. I carried you. Thank you, Lord, for being a part of this church. I ask that you bless each and every person, not only the ones that are here with me today, but those of you that are online. I ask that God, in your hearts and your minds, reveal to you that he loves you and cares about you. And it's in Jesus' precious name we pray. And everyone said, amen.